I've been getting in my steps, lifting weights, and now I'm trying really hard to get as much protein as I can. That's why I'm excited about trying Clean Simple Eats because they're just that, clean and simple. Their protein powder is always grass-fed with no seed oils or artificial ingredients. It's third-party tested and non-GMO and gluten-free. They've got 26 delicious all-natural flavors. You really can't go wrong with any of them. They've got Simply Vanilla and other unique flavors like cookies and cream, caramel toffee, and even cinnamon roll. I have a feeling my entire family may just like Clean Simple Eats protein powder, and they're probably going to use it every day because it's so easy to put into your milk or a recipe my daughter loves to bake or in a smoothie, which my son loves to drink almost every day. You can It's amazing really in any form. Visit cleansimpleeats.com and use the code ASKLISA20 at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's cleansimpleeats.com with the code ASKLISA20 for 20% off your first order. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Hi, I'm Rena Nainen, and this is Ask Lisa, the Psychology of Parenting podcast. It's a podcast to help parents better understand their kids. Dr. Lisa Demore, a psychologist with three decades of experience and the author of three New York Times best-selling parenting books, takes your questions. Both of us are moms ourselves, and we're eager to hear from you. So send us your questions to asklisa at drlisademore.com. And you can join our community by following us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. The handle is Ask Lisa Podcast. And also subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel, Ask Lisa Podcast. Episode 140, Can I Talk My Teen Out of a Toxic Romance? Oh, teens, why are relationships for teenagers so much more intense than at any other age? Yeah, right? Well, there is that kind of amped up nature of adolescent emotions. I think there's also the novelty piece, right? That I think, mm. you know, people talk about like their first love, mm. right? Or their first heartbreak, Maybe there's something inoculating. Like when you've had your heart broken, having it broken a second time maybe isn't as bad. But I think there's something about the newness. What do you think, Rena? Yeah, no, I think when you're experiencing it for the first time, I also imagine your hormones and everything um, amplified, as you often tell us. Um, things can be intense. Um, but we got this letter talking about a toxic romance, which mm -hmm. is something I always often think about with teens, but it's really interesting. I'm going to read you this letter. It says, Dear Dr. Lisa and Rena, what do you do when your teen is in a bad relationship that they can't seem to get away from? It wasn't until our daughter broke up with her boyfriend about a year ago that she told me about all the terrible things he was doing and saying to her. He was controlling what she wore, who she saw, her friendships, and more. And he told her she was worthless, that she's disgusting, and more. We had no idea this was going on. Since the breakup, she does go through periods of time where she wants to get back together with him, starts talking to him again, and even seeing him. Her dad and I and all her friends support her as much as we can by telling her she's worth more, she deserves better, he's a bad guy, etc. 
She knows it's all true, but for some reason she keeps going back and it breaks my heart to see her doing this. The more I give her the mom speech about how much better she deserves, the more she clams up and stops talking to me about it. I'm afraid of pushing her away, but I'm also afraid about what this is doing to her self-worth, about the bad associations she may be making of what love looks and feels like. Is there anything I can or should be doing, or do I have to let her figure this one out on her own? Thank you. What incredible questions. I got to ask you from the onset, like, Mm -hmm. how concerned should this mom be? Very, very, right? I mean, this is, yeah, you know, we're talking a couple episodes ago about things that are on fire. This is really worrisome. So let's start with what to be really worried about and what to do. Um, Minimally, obviously, we have psychological abuse. This is a psychologically abusive relationship. There's controlling, there's degrading, you know, I mean, there's there's horrible stuff happening. The that is concerning in its own right. What is what gets me very anxious, and I don't get anxious all that easily, is the possible of physical danger. And here's the thing, Rena. Not every relationship that is psychologically abusive goes on to be physically dangerous. I think every relationship that turns out to be physically dangerous starts with psychological abuse. Wow. So hold on a second. What is psychological abuse? Can you define it? Can you show us what it looks like? There are some, yes, there's things that we see that are patterns in abusive relationships. And a lot of them are described here where there's, you know, controlling what she wears, um, controlling sometimes who people talk to, um, Gaslighting is a term teenagers use a lot, you know, like not being honest about one's um, part in things, not, um, you know, messing with reality. Um, and then there's, you know, make, telling her she's disgusting, telling her she's no good. You know, so these are, you know, p- elements of a pattern of psychological abuse. And um, what we know is that in relationships that go on to be violent, which is for me, you know, the concern I actually want us to address right out of the gate on this one. Um, you see this as part of the pattern, right? That it starts with physical, psychological abuse and it can become violent. And so on this one, what I would actually want any parent who's listening to do, if you're like, whoa, this is all feeling like familiar or possible, um, there are a couple of resources I want you to actually go check out and really spend some time with. So one is um, the National Domestic Violence Hotline. You can call it, you can get advice, you can say, here's what we're seeing, what do we need to do to make sure that my kid is safe? Um, And, you know, the reality is these things happen in patterns, and so you want to talk to experts. The other reality is often when people leave the relationship, that's when they're the most um, at risk of violence. And so, you know, people really want to work with experts on this. The other resource I want people to have at their fingertips is um, a website called joinonelove.org. And Rena, do you remember, it actually was more than 10 years ago, there was a young woman named Yardley Love who was a lacrosse player for UVA. Yes. Do you remember this? Okay. Yes, I do remember that story. I covered it, yeah. Okay, so she was murdered by her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend, who was another lacrosse player at UVA, um, and he's in jail. Um, but her family started an organization called One Love to try to have this never happen to anybody else's kid again. And it's a really excellent website. 
with a ton of information about toxic relationships, about what to look for, and again, how to keep oneself physically safe, how to get out of these relationships in a way that is safe, how to watch out for these relationships. So we can get into the details of this young woman and the psychological aspects of what she's Mm -hmm. going through and what her family's trying to help her with, but only having done what we, you know, what I wanted to do, which is like safety first, safety first, safety first, right? I mean, that's what I say all the time. And there's incredible resources to help families keep their kids safe. So help me understand, why do why, why does this girl keep going back to him? Why do people do that? Yeah, right? I mean, and I'm sure the parent is as boggled as anyone, right? Like the, she said, like all this terrible stuff was happening. So I think it's always complicated. There's never one pattern that's the same for every single situation. But, you know, another way we could also ask this is like, how do you even get into a relationship like this in the first place? Like, how does somebody even find themselves? And the fact of the matter is, Rena, it's not always bad. That there can be elements, and especially sometimes at the start of these toxic relationships, where it comes out of the gate really fast, that the person who, like, like, I'm just going to invent this about this relationship. You know, maybe this guy was like, oh my God, you're amazing. You're the best person ever. You're so fascinating. Let's spend all of our time together. That kind of instant, super fast closeness is also actually often a, a worrisome sign, but it feels good, right? It can feel good. So people find themselves getting in sometimes very, very deep to something that takes a turn. And so then you're like, okay, but well, if it takes a turn, why don't they, you know, get out of the relationship at that turn? Mm-hmm few different reasons. You know, one is they might be scared for their safety. That's actually a legit concern. And that's why I want people to know about all the safety resources. Another reason is that often um, there can be an undoing process where the person who's being abusive is like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You didn't deserve that. You're the greatest. You're the greatest. So there can be this very confusing and entrapping, you know, it's bad except for when it's wonderful and the person who's being both abusive and also um, incredibly you know, kind and lovely and fun and terrific treats those as though they're canceling out. And so then the person on the receiving end can think, I don't know, maybe these do cancel out. That person's acting like they cancel out. But the bottom line is smart people find themselves stuck in relationships that they don't want to be in. And it happens all the time. And the most important thing is that we just honor the fact that this can happen to somebody and they should never be blamed for it. Mm. Lisa, I want to pause and take a break, but I want to ask you on the other side, what can this family do to make this stop for good, to get her to walk away? And what are the lessons other parents can gain from this story as well? Um, Are there signs that you can pick up on quickly? You're listening to Ask Lisa, The Psychology of Parenting. Earth Breeze Eco Sheets look just like a dryer sheet, but instead of being a dryer sheet, they're in fact an ultra-concentrated liquidless laundry detergent. It's really the best of all worlds. EarthBreeze is tough on stains and odors while being kind to the planet and to your skin. Personally, I get a huge kick out of using EarthBreeze. I love the fact that it takes up less space, is better for the environment, and yet it leaves my clothes smelling so good and it gets them so clean. Here's the bottom line. Making a positive impact in the world doesn't have to come at a cost to you. My clothes are clean, they smell great, and I feel like I actually did something good not just for my laundry, but also for the earth. Right now, my listeners can receive 40% off EarthBreeze 
just by going to earthbreeze.com slash asklisa. That's earthbreeze.com slash asklisa to cut out single-use plastic in your laundry room and claim 40% off your subscription. earthbreeze.com slash asklisa. I was recently watching an interview of the wife of a world leader, and in the middle of the interview, she reaches over to pull her bra strap up, and I thought, boy, this is something all women everywhere are struggling with. This is why I absolutely love Honey Love. I have the crossover bra, which is just so functional, but it feels so good on. I feel like I've got the support without feeling like I've got this heavy-duty bra on. I've been through all the bras. The elastic wears out, the underwire pinches into your skin, you have to hand wash some, you can only wash in this type of detergent, and I just wanted something that takes out all the fuss and will support me day in and day out. Honey Love's not just supporting women, it's empowering women. So treat yourself to the best bra on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash askalisa. You can use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash askalisa to find your perfect fit. And after you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. We hope you support the show and tell them Askalisa sent you. Honeys, you deserve this. Free the pain and discomfort and keep the support with Honey Love. I'm all for healthy habits, but I don't trust quick fixes. This is why I love Daily Harvest. They take all of the work out of eating well, and all I have to do is enjoy. Daily Harvest makes it so easy for me to eat in the nutritious and delicious ways that I like. They take the planning, the prep, the cleanup out of cooking, and they deliver meals that are packed with vegetables and fruits straight to my door. The other thing I love about them is that it's not the same old boring meals. I love their dragon fruit and lime smoothie. I also love their butternut squash and rosemary soup. They also have this wonderful herb squash and asparagus risotto. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com slash asklisa to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com slash asklisa for $30 off your first box and free shipping. dailyharvest.com slash asklisa. Welcome back to Ask Elisa, The Psychology of Parenting. We're talking about a girl who a mom has written in saying that she's in a toxic relationship and trying to figure out how to get it to stop. So Lisa, I want to ask you, you know, this question that they're asking here, you know, is there anything that the parents can do to end this toxic relationship for good? And and the mom asks here, you know, I'm, I, I'm sick of giving the mom's speech. I don't know that it's working. Should I just let it play out or should I intervene? So don't just let it play out right? I think this is too scary. This is too potentially dangerous. But the thing that a parent can do in this situation, and you can do it in less concerning situations, but you want to try it here, is rather than having this relationship become about a conflict between the parent and the daughter, right? Where the parent's like, this guy is no good. And the daughter's like, but you don't understand. The goal here is to surface the conflict within the girl herself, and here's, here's the deal, Rena. What the mom hears about is all the bad stuff because that's what the girl has shared. And I've had this happen in my practice where I'm sitting with a client and they're telling me, you know, an older adolescent, and they're telling me about like, you know, all the bad stuff in a relationship. And Rena, I got to tell you, it is so hard in that moment clinically not to be like, get out, break yeah. up. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, this is ridiculous, right? It's very hard not to do it. What I do instead is I say, look, you are a smart person. 
you are telling us about all the stuff that doesn't work. You wouldn't be in this relationship if there weren't things that were working for you or were appealing to you. Talk to me about those. And that can feel very counterintuitive. Like the last thing you want to do is yeah. like highlight the credit. great parts. Exactly. Yes. But the aim in doing that is to be like, what is keeping you in? Help me understand what is keeping you in. So it can feel like you're going backwards, but I promise you, if you can get that information on the table, right, that actually he can be really sweet or he's got nudes of me that he's threatening to, you know, like you need to know what mm. is getting this kid stuck in this. And that information will invariably be valuable, invariably be valuable either because you find out like she's being blackmailed, right? Like, which you know, again, Rena, you know I'm not dramatic. You know I'm not excited. Like, mm -hmm. that happens. It happens. And mm -hmm. parents need to know yeah. that. And they probably need to talk to the cops if that's going on, right? I mean, there's a lot of right. resources that need to be brought on board. But if it's not that, if the girl's like, but mom, you don't get it. When he's great, he's so great. Like, he, you know, like he, you know, he's, and she describes all sorts of stuff that like, it's hard to be neutral about this guy where the parent could be like, mm, I see it. Then the next step is to say, look, clearly you are torn. There is a part of you that is really drawn to this guy and appreciates how decent he can be and wonderful. And there's a part of you that's told me all about how terrible he can be. And then you say, I want to say two things. One is you deserve to be treated well all the time by your friends and your lovers. And two, I am going to stick up for the part of you that knows that. How can I help stick up for the part of you that knows that? So that's where I would try to push the conversation. So what goes through the teen's mind when you're doing this almost counterintuitive thing of saying, tell me everything that you like about this person, instead of giving the mom a speech and be like, you're crazy. This is so ridiculous. Because that's intuitively what you want to do is like walk away and start yelling at them for like what they're doing. This is yeah. crazy. So I think, you know, as you posed it, like what's really clear to me is you have to ask like you really mean like you really believe there's something there, right? Because if you're like, mm. tell me why you even like this guy, the kid will be like, yes. oh, this is you still not getting it, right? This is yeah. you still setting yourself as my combatant on this. So Rena, the way you voiced it, like really brought to light for me that if you're going to do this, you have to be like, you are a smart girl. You know what love is supposed to feel like. You know it's not what you're describing to me. There's something here I'm missing. Can you help me fill in what I am missing? Explain to me more about what, why you keep going back to this guy. And so it has to be earnest. It has to be true. It has to be like the teenager has to feel like, oh, you're really asking. Like you you are crediting me with having something legitimate that is appealing. Otherwise, the kid's not going to not gonna feel like you really mean it. Because I think one of these things that's very clear in this letter, the mom that I think a lot of parents struggle with in the teenagers, the mom here is worried about potentially pushing the daughter away. So how do we prevent that from happening in a situation that you say is one of these caught on like fire, fire, fire situations that are very serious? I think one element of doing that is to say we are aligning with the part of you that knows that you deserve to be treated well all the time. So like we're coming in close on that side of you. I think that 
you make it very clear. We adore you. We have your back all day long. We um, don't want to push you away. I think you say that. We don't want to push you away. Um, we will be here for you no matter what. Um, but we also see you're struggling with this. And and I also think you just be honest, like, we're scared for you. This is scary. You know, I think I think um say that. I said it and now I'm thinking about it. I I think a parent would really have to be judicious about that. Cause if the kid's like, see, you don't get it, he's never gonna hurt me, you guys are overreacting, then I probably wouldn't say it. But I think mm. I think um you know, I would want a parent to use their judgment and their knowledge of their kid about whether or not they want to, you know, go there. Because what if you really are worried about your child's safety and yeah. security? Because it seems very legit to worry about that. Yeah, no, it's, it, this is genuinely like, I mean, this is like, I hate to say it, kind of textbook for the groundwork for things that actually take a very dangerous, you know, physically dangerous turn, which isn't to say it's going to. But, you know, again, we've talked about this before. If you play worst case scenario game, like, this worst case scenario is, you know, potentially lethal, right? So we don't mess with it. So if the parent is worried, I would truly, I would have the parent get on the phone with the National Domestic Violence Hotline. I would have the parents call the local police and just be like, I need to get some guidance on this. Like, you don't have to give the kid's name, right? I mean, you don't, you don't have to get anything in motion. Um, as, as scary as these scenarios are, and they are truly scary, the thing I do find reassuring is they are very patterned. They do occur in um, sort of systematic ways. And so the police have dealt with this. The National Domestic Violence Hotline has dealt with this. And by dealt with this, you know, certainly the National Domestic Violence Hotline can say, here's another way you can approach your daughter if you're really worried about safety. Like, you know, that they have really thought through all of the safety ramifications. Um, on the safety topic, actually, Rena, another thing, if the parent says, like, why are you staying around? Like, what's, what's the deal? Not altogether unusual for a teenager to say back, because he said he will hurt himself if I leave, mm. right? That 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 often that threat of like, someone's gonna get hurt. Like if you go, you know, either you're getting hurt or I'm getting hurt, like that is not mm -hmm. unusual. And so um, I, I want parents to be prepared for that possibility if they find themselves wow. in these conversations. Oh. It, you know, and these toxic relationships, it's obviously not just a teen thing. There, are, we know people who get into them in adult relationships. What makes people more susceptible to being in a toxic relationship? Do we know? You know, it's funny. I don't think we really do see a pattern there. And I think um, it's so easy when all the information comes in and when you're six months in and there's been all this bad behavior, like which mm -hmm. is like the nicest thing I can call it. Like, I mean, like truly abusive, psychologically abusive behavior. It's so easy to be like, oh, you know, why would like that person should have, you know, gotten out of this months ago. But I think it is really hard for any of us. I mean, Rena, like imagine being certainly a teenager, but almost any age, if you met somebody and they were like, you are amazing. You are the most interesting person I've ever met. I'm going to wait outside of class and have a coffee for you um, because I know you like it. Um, that that's often the opening, you know, kind of scene here, right? Or the opening act is often this um, incredibly alluring, pull you in, um, no one else understands you like I do, no one else sees how fantastic you are like I do. Like, Rena, like, I'd love to think I could resist that. 
I'm not sure. Certainly as a teenager, I'm not sure that I could have. I seriously doubt I could have. And even as an adult, I think I'd be like, well, thank goodness somebody finally sees me for the wonder that I am, right? Even though that's like delusional, right? But still, yeah, it's really, really sticky, Rena. And then it often is followed by a pattern of canceling out behavior. So then there's mistreatment and then there's like, no, I'm so sorry. I take it all back. And and there's something else at work here um, that's, I'm always fascinated by this when I've watched this in interactions. It's like a contaminatory quality of a conviction. So if the person who's doing the mistreating is like, it doesn't matter that I was so bad to you yesterday because I'm being so good to you today, and they believe it, they believe it to their core, it can actually, people can get caught up in that and be like, oh, maybe it doesn't matter because you're being so good to me. And so you know, at, at a distance, we can be like, well, that's that's not right. You know, you don't cancel out behavior. It doesn't work like that. But if you're up close and you're really intimate with the person who believes it, you can start to believe it for a while too. And and I, so I think, again, um, the more time I've spent on topics like this, I'm like, you know what, Rena, this can happen to anybody, which is yeah. why we want to talk with teenagers about what healthy relationships look like, even coming out of the gate. Mm. I guess, yeah, you, you've... The counterintuitive stuff that you mentioned in this podcast is fascinating about really talking to them about what really appeals and what what's so great about this person and what they love uh, and doing it in an empathetic way. I, I guess I, I see what you're saying, but I'm still confused at how people end up in this and what do you believe could really make a difference in getting them out? So unfortunately, I don't think there's a teenager who doesn't know a teenager who's in something like this. What? Yeah, hopefully not as abusive as this is, but somewhere on that scale. Like, unfortunately, I hear about teenagers in kind of controlling, um, sometimes demeaning interactions with a romantic partner. And it's not always, you know, the guy mistreating the girl. I mean, this can happen in any configuration of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so what I would encourage parents to do, having listened to this episode, is say to their teenager, so I was listening to a really interesting episode. It was talking about people being controlling and degrading in their partnerships. You know, Have you heard of anything like this? And I promise you, if you keep it at a distance, right, so you're not asking your kid directly, you're asking about other kids, I have a very strong sense of most kids will be like, oh, yeah, you know, like Billy's wow. been in something like that since ninth grade, like this girl, wow. you know. And then Start asking, start talking, be like, what do you know? How did he find himself stuck in that? Like, I mean, really unpack it. And then um, either with your teen or on your own, like, go look at Join One Love, the website. It talks about, like, signs of a healthy relationship, signs of an unhealthy relationship. So spend some time. But get the opening first by asking the teen if they know about this, because believe me, I hate to say it, they almost certainly will. And then use that as a conversation starter about like what are the kinds of things that if you saw them in a, early in a relationship you should be more worried than you thought you should be and what do we want to see in relationships and what do healthy relationships look like like really you know roll up your sleeves and have that conversation I, I say this a lot on the episodes that we do but you keep talking about how it's so important to have the conversation before you really need to have the conversation and why just putting it on the table they're still listening to you and it'll resonate or settle in at some point it will, and especially if they can have the conversation about some other kid, right? I mean, because if you if you need to have the conversation, you're having it about your kid. So it is already so hot to the touch, right? I mean, this poor mom feels like she can hardly bring it up without 
potentially damaging her relationship with her daughter. Yeah. You are in such better shape when you're talking about that kid over there and worries about that kid over there because your kid's not in the hot seat. And kids don't do well in the hot seat. Like they really, they want to talk about these things. They want to know what we want to know. The resources that I've mentioned are fantastic. They're actually very aimed at teens. You know, they've got an app. They've got all this stuff that's very um, appropriate. But um, kids take this stuff seriously and they get very concerned for their friends. Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting to hear. So as we wrap up here, Lisa, do you have any other advice for this mom who, gosh, this letter was so beautiful. She just raised so many points and, and so many concerns and, and she doesn't want to push her child away, which I think is just so remarkable that she even is honest about that. Um, what what would you say to her if you had the chance to talk to her? I mean, I would just say you're right to be concerned, you know, that you're not overreacting here and um, educate yourself a lot about these kinds of relationships, about how they can take a very dangerous turn, use all the free resources that I've mentioned. Um, the stakes here are very, very high, Rena, and so I want this family to have a ton of support as they navigate it. Wow. Uh, fascinating topic. I just, and, and a topic, toxic romances, it just, you, we all know people into their adulthood who struggle from this and you're wondering why is, why are they with them? Like what is there? What's going on there? So this was fascinating. Lisa, what do you have for us for parenting to go? You know, in situations like this, it's really easy as a parent to, um, honestly feel kind of mad at our kid. You know, like, why would you put yourself in this position? You know, like you should know better. We raised you different. And, you know, if that's what a parent's feeling, that's what a parent's feeling. And I want them to find a place where they can vent those feelings, not to their kid. Their kid is in a jam. Their kid is in a corner. Getting mad at them is not going to help. Um, the feeling of the parent is valid, but best not shared with the young person. Um, find a place to put it so that with your kid, you can say, look, you're a smart kid. You found yourself in a very tricky spot. We are here to help. That's all we want to do. We love you. Our job is to take care of you. We're going to figure out how to make that happen. So as much as you might want to be angry, and it's just not the right thing to do, that this is a moment, it's so heated, that you've just got to appeal to them in an empathetic way. Yep. Find another place for that anger. It will not help the situation with your kid. Mm. Oh, thank you, Lisa. I learned so much, uh, as I always do. And I want to let everyone know that the resources Lisa talks about, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, and also joinonelove.org will be also in our show notes, so you can get the details on them there as well. Next week, Lisa, speaking of emotions, we're going to be talking about how do I stop riding my kid's emotional roller coaster? I'm looking forward to that one. I've got a lot of questions for you on that one. <laughs> It'll be a fun one. It will. It absolutely will. I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Ask Lisa podcast so you get the episodes just as soon as they drop. And send us your questions to asklisa at drlisademore.com. And now a word from our lawyers. The advice provided on this podcast does not constitute or serve as a substitute for professional psychological treatment, therapy, or other types of professional advice or intervention. If you have concerns about your child's well-being, consult a physician or mental health professional. If you're looking for additional resources, check out Lisa's website at drlisademore.com. We'll see you next week.